0: Welcome to The Fast. I'm your host, Patrick Huey, chairman of iSPA and general manager of We Care Spa. 40 years ago, Susanna Boleyn discovered her calling to help and to heal the world. And here in the sacred deserts of the Coachella Valley, she envisioned a sanctuary for her dedicated followers, a place where they could be free of everyday toxins and let go of negativity in their lives. She believed that if they could go on this journey, they could make space for vulnerability, compassion, and honesty in their lives. And now, almost 40 years later, and thousands of lives changed, we're sharing her journey and her vision with you. At We Care Spa, we believe that if we can follow Susanna's path and reconnect to the earliest, sometimes forgotten parts of ourselves, we can't become whole again. Welcome to the fast. At We Care Spa, we believe that if we follow Susanna's path and reconnect to the earliest, sometimes forgotten parts of ourselves, we can become whole again. Susanna, welcome to the fast. Thank you. It is such an honor to sit with you today. You're the reason all of this is happening. It's happening today, so thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for making
0: time. I've been here for a year. This month, it's been a year that I started with We Care Spa. And in that time, I've had so many people speak to me about what this program means to them, how much they take from this program, from you specifically, your story, your journey. And as I was reading your new book that's coming out very soon, there's a beautiful passage in the detoxification chapter where you write about your own personal story. And I feel like it's the underpinning of this entire experience here at We Care Spa. You say in the book, Once I stepped onto my healing path, I knew I had to let go of the story of victimization that rang like a loud bell throughout my life. It took me some years to actually get it. Now I know who I am and trust what I feel. We have to see the truth about ourselves and be willing to throw what no longer serves a purpose into the fire and burn all the negative belief systems we've kept for so long. Then and only then can we move forward and truly trust ourselves.
1: Well, when we stop labeling the events that happen in our life Mm. as good or bad, and recognize that everything that happens is for our growth, for our Mm. personal development. At that point, we begin to grow Mm. and know who we are.
0: I think it would be wonderful right now if you could explain what We Care Spa is to someone watching or listening who's never had the privilege of coming here and, 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 and partaking in the program.
1: Well, the program looks very physical. Mm-hmm. You go for walks, you do yoga, you have massages, you have colonics, mm-hmm. etc. But the real end result of all of this is that you discover an internal peace, mm-hmm. a new you that you didn't know before, free and happy and well. Mm-hmm. And that's the value of doing this. It's not about losing weight or about. It's when you release the toxins that are the chemicals that are in our body. Your mind works with different. Your heart works different. Mm-hmm. And you begin to relate to the universe in a different way.
0: Mm-hmm. And you talk about how we are divine, in a sense, within each cell of our body.
1: Well, the changes that we can accomplish with this is when we realize that we've been given the most beautiful, intricate, gloriously accurate instrument of this universe. That's our body. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Our body is made up of 75 trillion cells all working together to make one healthy you. Mm -hmm. And the creative force of the universe, the divine force of the universe, is in each one of those cells. So when you realize who you are and how you are made and how everything works within you, That changes your life, changes your thinking, Mm. changes your relationship to other people. Not only you are made up of those cells, everything created in this universe is made up of the same stuff. Mm. It's one substance, many forms. So when you realize that, you not only respect your own body, but you respect... Every bush, every tree, every plant, every dog, every cat, and every other human being.
2: Mm, mm -hmm. When
1: we realize that is when we can relate to people in a different way. We can have compassion. We can have love. We can have understanding of this universe. Mm.
0: There's a theme that runs throughout the experience here, which I think is taking personal responsibility for yourself, for your actions, how you treat other people. As you just talked about, every everything on the planet deserves respect. And it's really a story of personal responsibility. And I wonder, when were you really able to embrace that lesson for yourself?
1: When I begin my spiritual path. Mm. You know, the, the nutrition comes first, Right. To me, other people started and, 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 you know, it's like a pie is divided in, in many slices. Right. One slice is your food, another slice is your relationship, another slice is the enjoyment of the work you do, mm. another is physical exercise. Etc. Everything is in a different compartment, but we have to address every part of our own being. Mm. So, when I begin to research in my spiritual growth, is when I discover most of what I teach now.
0: Mm. And you also talk about releasing fear and judgment. That those are real barriers to divine flow, divine energy. Can you talk deeper about that?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not the easiest thing to accomplish, and it's one thing at a time. It's like peeling an onion. And you got mm. rid of this fear, but you discover you have another fear, and you think, it's it's a process. Mm. It's, we are never complete until. We we don't know when, but right. but as long as we are going in the right direction, it's good.
0: Why do you think people have so much fear?
1: It's because of the programming. Mm. You watch TV, and it's all about accidents and murders, and all. We have only the bad news. We never receive mm. all the news of the. Wonderful discoveries and the all wonderful people that do this or that—we don't get any of those news. Mm-hmm. So in our mind, it's always listening the wrong thing. Right. It's, that's why it's so hard to get rid of fear because we are implanted in there mm-hmm. day and night.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and I think that I think that's one of the the beautiful things about the program is that a lot of those outside influences, those that, no, that, that noise,
1: and stop we
0: stop, yeah. when they come through the gate, it stops.
1: One thing is that they stop, but also we have the healers here yes. that address anxiety, stress, his, our history, mm-hmm. so those therapies are such a complement to the fasting.
0: Yes. And I think people should understand that we are fasting. We'll talk about that later. We're mm-hmm. doing colonics. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. And we do massages mm-hmm. and facials and we do a lot of body work with people. But I think one of the core components of the program are the healers. Yes. Because I think they they, they speak, it's a different voice yes. in the guest's ear. It's a different perspective in the guest's ear mm-hmm. as opposed to... A car chase on the freeway yeah. on the on the four hundred five in Los <laughs> yeah. Angeles, which yeah. we we get that all day, <laughs> you know. Yeah. In, in the book, a really interesting story that you have in the book is when you went to Egypt in two thousand, and you you highlight that as a really big turning point for you in your journey um, to to in your journey to, to living a more integrated in divine flow life. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, was a very turning life point in my life. Mm. I went with a big group and the theme of the trip was life after death.
0: It's great for Egypt.
1: So, <laughs> there were hundreds of participants right. and we had lectures every day and we have many of the participants that I have come back to life. Now mm. they were sharing their own experience. So it was absolutely wonderful. Mm. I had the privilege that to take a seminar, a workshop inside the king's chamber mm. at four o'clock in the morning, because we were so many that we had a slots of uh, right. a couple hours each. Yeah. Each group. You know, we were in, and the one that was leading my group. Was um, Marianne Williamson. Mary Williamson. Mm. Okay, so she led us into a meditation, and I was able to meditate for a few minutes inside the King's Chamber. Mm. If that doesn't change your life, nothing <laughs> will. <laughs> <laughs> then we went touring and we did all the other stuff, but it, you know that part was fantastic. Then we ride camels all through the desert, where nothing is there. We were, you know, some people in, in horses and some people in camels mm-hmm. on, on a caravan. Uh, that was something amazing. Then we traveled by boat through the through the Nile and stops and many. It. it was an an unbelievable trip.
0: So so. How did how were you how did you change from when you arrived in Egypt for that trip to when you left Egypt after that trip because <laughs> you had we care this is 2000 so we care had been around for almost you know 15 16 years by that point but how how, how did and already you were on that path you had been on that path for a very long time in your life to yeah. that connected divine energy how did that how that being in the king's chamber and being on the camels and moving through the deserts of Egypt changed you?
1: Well, makes you appreciate the advancement of that civilization of mm. so many thousands of years ago. We don't think of that on a normally basis. We think that oh yeah. yeah, we develop here and other places No, but right. to move those gigantic stones when there was no equipment, no equipment just, just <laughs> with with mind control that they disintegrate the sails and rebuild, mm. it's unbelievable what you see. Right. How can you not change?
0: Right, right Yeah. In your, in your journey to wellness and to what you have described as a divine flow, um, you've traveled the world. You've had amazing journeys around the world. And at the same time, you've started a business. Throughout your life, you ran your own businesses. You were an interior decorator, a yoga teacher. <laughs> now you own this beautiful escape here in the desert. And I wonder, and you have four kids on top of it all, and you were doing this as a single mom for many of, many of those years. And I wonder, how did you find the balance to do all of that?
1: Well, it was not easy. <laughs> Let's put it that way, but I yeah. made it through. I was um, a very good student as a youngster. Mm-hmm. I graduated from high school at the age of 15. Wow. I went to the university for two years on uh, economic science business
2: mm-hmm.
1: before I got married at the age of 18. Wow. So I had some business background in my blood. Right. So when I got divorced, I made the right choice. Mm. Instead of a limon in child support and all of that, I said, I take the house in which we live. We had two. And we had another vacation home somewhere else. Mm-hmm. We split that way. And what I did, put the house for sale. All the equity, I invested in, a, in a, an investment. So I wouldn't touch it. Right. But I will get a minimum uh, amount per month to survive, Right. with that I could handle the kids and I was able to go to college here, the college of the desert, and I graduated as an interior designer mm-hmm. and I worked for Bullocks for many years as an interior designer. So I survived those uh, years of schooling, and then I was on my own until I opened my gear.
2: Mm.
0: And you were, when you were working for Bullocks and you were studying, at the same time, you were also educating yourself about...
1: Yeah, my uh, s- mm. spiritual growth right. and, and um, nutritional growth. I was taking workshop classes and... Somehow, I made it through. I don't know how, but I did.
2: Mm.
0: Did you see? Did you see what you wanted to have? Did you see we care in your future? Or were you more open to what the flow of life was giving you? How how did you balance that?
1: No, no, no. It's another part of the story. Okay, let's hear it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um and one of these uh, vacations where I was working, I took a trip up north to um, Montana. Mm-hmm. Was a, I went to a spiritual retreat for about a week and a half or so. And we were chanting, meditating, singing, eating vegetarian diet, yoga, etc. But it was right next to the uh, Yellowstone Park. Mm-hmm. And in one of the breakthroughs, I went with a car and a couple of friends driving through the Yellowstone. And those gazers and the beautiful scenery, all of a sudden I hear these voice. You got to start teaching yoga. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was... Going to a gym to learn a few stretches of yoga, but I was not a yoga master of anything. Right. But it was so loud. I came back two weeks later, I was teaching because I knew that I was I was supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. So how do I how do I find the students? How do I teach? Well, I learned that if you go to the in those days to the savings and loans and the banks, when they are not using their facility, they let you use for teaching something without charge. So Mm -hmm. I didn't charge any. I had my job and at night, one one night I was in Rancho Mirage, another (laughs) night was in Palm Springs, another one in, in Palm Desert. I would begin to teach yoga almost every night um, hmm. And once in a while, I will do a nutrition seminar, with a little bit I knew at that time. Yeah. Well, it happened to be that one of my students had severe arthritis. Her hands were like this. She was in a lot of pain. And she followed my nutritional guidance and came back to yoga every day. And guess what? Hmm. She got completely healed. From yoga? From all the things that I told her, I don't know what. I did. Yeah. She didn't know what to do for me. But she happened to be the editor of the Desert Sun, the newspaper local here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So she would put articles about these bigs about, about we care. I already called out this we care.
2: Yeah.
1: And people begin to flow to all my classes. And one day, I decide, instead of me going every day to a different place, why don't I build a house in the middle of nowhere, and people can come and do yoga in my house? And that was the reason I bought this land. And I started the construction, and during the construction, through the stress, I didn't know anything about building and uh, uh, <laughs> loans and inspectors and, but I went right through um, I got so stressed out, I got sick right, and looking for a way to heal myself again from the stress, well. One of my yoga students says, oh, you got to go and see Dr. Yang. He will fix you up. Well, Dr. Yang had a clinic in Mexico. I went there. spent three weeks. And what he had in his clinic, fasting, yoga, colonics, massages, everything that we do here today. Mm. Okay. Now, while those three weeks while I was there, I saw people that had gone there six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, that they come for a checkup, you know, checkup. And I hear all these miracle stories about how they heal and how they are now and what happened. I said, oh my God, (laughs) I will ask the head doctor of the clinic to come and do the grand opening lecture here for me. Yeah, That was Dr. Gary Young. The owner of the clinic and the, the owner of the young living oils.
2: Okay, yeah.
1: The essential oils. Right. He was the creator of all those oils. Mm-hmm. So when he came here after a whole day's work over there, crossing the border, a three hour drive to get here, well, it was an astounding ovation. Why? Because he healed himself from a complete paralysis. He was a logger in Idaho. A whole tree fell on his body. Mm-hmm. He broke 39 bones. The doctors told him, "You never walk again. Mm-hmm. But he refused the doctor's uh, verdict and began to search and through doing colonics, massages, fasting, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera, He is a normal human being. So when he speaks, he has tremendous power, Mm. okay? And uh, not only he walks, he participated in marathons, okay? He healed to that level. I never Mm. had a broken bone and I don't do marathons. Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. So
1: people start coming over from Los Angeles, from San Diego, from somewhere to listen to his lecture. Mm. So from yoga, the program turned out into massage colonics, etc. I incorporated his program with his supervision. So that was the beginning of the operation of we care because people kind of look for this because he was talking about it. So right. every so often, like once a month, he will come and do another lecture and another lecture. If people had a serious illness, he'll go to his clinic. Mm. If they needed a tune-up job, by then I was doing the colonics, the massages, the using juices, the cheese, I was I, I was the weaker.
0: You you were a weaker. <laughs> I was weaker. <laughs>
1: So from there it grew and grew and grew uh, to what it's today because people come, they feel better, they come back, they bring their friends. We never advertised before. So, no.
0: you said in your, in as you were detailing the journey to We Care, that 1975 was a painful year because of the divorce that you went through with your husband, but it also was an inflection point for you because that's what opened the door to vegetarianism, the study of health and wellness on a very profound level. And I wonder, how did you have the courage, the foresight, or just the sheer luck to move through that painful moment, to step into what was gonna be waiting for you on the other side?
1: I've been always a courageous person. I came to USA. When I was eighteen years old, with my husband, at that time we married to come here. Mm-hmm. We were both is, uh, university students. Okay, without one word in English, without knowing anybody, and without ever work on anything, we were students. Parents paying for the tuition
2: <laughs>
1: to a city like New York. Right. <laughs> okay, so. I was not the type of person to get scared. I always find a way to get through things. That's mm. my life that that way. Mm. And I because I'm open, I had had mentors or people guiding me or events happening, but I'm always open into something new. Mm. Like this, women first is this loud voice that said you gotta go and teach. Right. Okay. But I followed in the order. Okay. When I didn't know much about, but from that moment I began to study health, nutrition, every, everything that I teach now is from my personal reading. I did not attend any school, right. so I'm not a doctor. I'm not a naturopath. All I teach is common sense of what I... I teach people what I do. That's all I do. Right. And right. what I do has given me good results. I'm 85 years old now, and I don't have a single pain in my body. I don't take a single medication. Mm. In the 40-some years that I'm teaching, I never missed one day, one class to say... I can teach, I have a headache, I can teach, I have a a flu. (laughs) So, you know, what I learn, I apply, and it's been giving me results, and I'm passing that information to other people that can do the same. If I'm done it, everybody else can do it. Mm. Listening to your inside what's good for you and what's not good for you.
2: Right.
0: Because you talk about in the book, you talk about that a person's, education begins before birth
1: yes that's what people don't realize when the baby is in the womb every emotion that the mother feels is passed down to that baby right so if people were really aware of that they will be more careful of what they think, more careful of what they do. Not, so, not only the nutrition part. Right. Is they, the women is building that baby with all her being, not just with the food. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. Nutrition is, begins even before birth.
0: Right. So do you, did you get your courage from your mother? No. Who did you get it from?
1: No, my mother was absolutely the opposite. Wow. She had a tremendous history.
2: Right.
1: When she was born, her mother um, almost passed away. And trying to save the mother, when the baby came, they put her by the side, thinking that the baby was dead. So many minutes later, the baby screamed. But that sense of abandonment that she had on those minutes carried her through her whole life. She was always afraid. She was always insecure. Mm -hmm. And I could not understand my mother until Many years later, when I re- I was told this story, and then I felt tremendous love for my mother because up to that point I couldn't understand why, why she's this way or you know. Mm. So my mother was not the way, the way <laughs> I am.
0: So who 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 inspired you to be courageous like that? Is it just with was it just within
1: life? I guess life. I, life, I guess but I did have the example of my uncle. Mm. My father's brother lived next door to us, and he was a medical doctor. Mm. But the doctors of 100 years ago right. not the doctors. <laughs> so was, he was a healer also. Mm. He was um, the director of surgery of the Italian hospital. Because I'm an Italian descendant. And he will do surgeries from six in the morning till one, one after another. After... Unbelievable the amount of people that he and then he will have private consultation until nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. He never had a secretary. Okay. So people will come and wait in line. He never sent a bill to anybody. Hmm. If you have eggs, pay with eggs. If you have a Rolex, pay with a Rolex. Um, But people will fly from all over the country to see him. And because he was next to us, we will have evening meals together many times. And he will talk about his patient and his healing And it always was the same story. When people mend their relationship with their family, Mm. their surgery works and got healed like that. If they didn't be that, there was no medicine or no surgery that can save them. So Mm. I got that really implanted in my head, listening all the healing stories of my uncle. Mm. So that's why it's part of me to to be into healing.
0: And it goes and it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning that you can't separate out these things. Yeah. That it's 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 a, it's more than just reducing calories or not eating this or taking this particular herb or that particular supplement. Yeah. It's it's you have to look at the the human being in total. And if one piece is sick, all of it's going to mm. be sick.
1: You have to look at the whole being. It's all your emotions are part of you. All your thinking is part of you. Mm. Okay? So you, when you begin to think of what you think and feel of what you feel, is when you can begin to make changes. No, this is not a good thought. I get it. You have to have control of your thought. Your thought is the creative part of, of you. Mm. And if if you let anything that is running around, especially sleeping with a TV on and, and you get all, <laughs> all yeah. that information online long, do you think you are sleeping? Yeah, but your mind is still listening. Right. So we have to have pure thoughts. Pure heart and pure food. It's not just food.
0: Right. So when people come here and they are struggling when they first get here because they're 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 breaking so many mm. habits.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it's it's really about it's 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 really about how to how do they relearn how to connect with the world almost. Mm.
1: Well, more than connect with with the world, you have to connect with yourself first. When you are connected with you, you are balanced.
0: Do you think, do you think, you know, we're so celebrity obsessed in this world. Do you think that's why so many people who have achieved so much come here? Because you create a space where that doesn't matter. They're dealing with, person beneath all of that do you think that's why people who come here for that have maybe been very successful very famous whatever but they come here and we kind of take that away from them and give them something else we give them who they are yes do you think that's the secret uh,
1: absolutely they feel that that they don't have to fake anything, they don't have to pretend, they don't have to wear cosmetics, uh, they don't have to dress up. Right. And that's they give them a freedom to feel who they are.
0: You know, it's interesting because sometimes when people are coming, they'll their agent will call or their assistant will call, and they'll have like a list of mm-hmm. they don't do this, they will not do that, they have to be here. You must, you know, and. I always see they they come in and like by, by day two that's gone. Yes, <laughs> they're just like out yeah. with everybody, which I think is I think it's part of part of the beauty of the place. I mean, you don't have to be famous to have that happen or or wealthy, but I think that's kind of the success of the program is that it just strips that away from people and they yeah. they become a a, a unit, yeah. a family while they're here, yeah.
1: and the way they relate to all the other guests, mm-hmm. they find a family here.
0: Yeah. It's, 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 it's profound.
1: Well, uh, one client that was not too long ago said this to me. I pay for a hotel and I find a home.
0: Don't make me cry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's what he said.
0: Yeah. It's true. So. So when you're, when you're walking around the property now, what do you think? Because you said you didn't, you didn't have a roadmap for this no you were just open and you trusted your intuition and you listened to the guides and the voices that told you where to go so when you walk around now we're in 10 beautiful acres here in the coachella valley and there's you know 20 people in yoga there's people in the lobby waiting to check in and there's like you know there's a lot of energy and you know goodwill what do you think when you're walking around and see all of that
1: I have the very same thought that I had when I first started. Mm. The only thought I maintained through these years is, how can I be of help? So many people suffering pain, so many surgeries that they don't need, so many... Uh, diseases that don't need to become, it's just because they don't know how to take care of themselves. Mm. That's the only thought I ever have. I, I'm not thinking 20 more rooms or five more rooms. Or I'll think that. that yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I've been very, very lucky mm. because my daughter, Susie,
2: yeah.
1: I have thought of all of that. Otherwise, we care will not be what it is today. I've been free of that, dedicated to healing, mm. okay? So we make a good team.
0: Yes, you do. We, you
1: know, that's why I don't even ask questions. And whatever it is, it is, I, I'm not saying, oh, this got to be this way. I'm not interfering because I know she's taking care the same way that you are taking care.
0: What was that like for you when when Susie came into the business to work with you, where did that? How did that make you feel? What did that give you? I know um, it gave you space, but beyond that,
1: well, it was a great accomplishment because she had many business ideas and, and I had the healing ideas. Mm. So, like I say, we are a complement. Yes, and um, you know she's very wise as as doing business. Yes, otherwise we can will not be. If I was by myself, I wouldn't get this way, this big, okay? So I'm not thinking of how (laughs) that's totally out of my thought. My thought is, how can I be of help? Mm. So many people suffering when they don't need to suffer if they know how to take care of themselves. Mm. And God has put all the information and all the people that accomplish this and accomplish that, I let it come to me. I'm not Looking for anything, mm. and like I say, I've been very, very lucky in it that way, and uh, and I've been also very lucky in the instruction. I had the most wonderful um, mentors in my life, mm. and the clinic, Doctor Gary Young, and his assistant was Doctor Mick Hall, yes. that was here last week. Yes. Okay, yes. great teachers, great accomplishments in their life, great knowledge, great heart. How, mm. can, I, how can I lose, you know? Right. You know, any question, it's a phone call, no matter where they are, and they'll answer me, what do I do for this client, what do I do for that client?
0: Mm. I want to ask you about the program specifically. A key component of the program is that there is no food. They are doing the juices, they're doing the detox drinks, they're taking the supplements. What is it about not the not eating that really contributes to, not the overall experience of coming here?
1: People are used to the idea that food gives you energy, mm-hmm. and it does. But people are not used to the idea that food gives your body a lot of work to do to process all of that, break it down, assimilate the nutrients, eliminate the rest. tremendous amount of energy that is needed. So when you stop eating, that energy is available to heal your body. Hmm. It's as simple as that. Okay. So I suggest one day on a weekly basis, Just drink water, juice, tea, whatever, Mm. and stop eating, let your body rest, eliminate the debris. It's just that one day on a weekly basis can make so much progress on your health. And that's the reason your body is using that energy to heal your body.
0: Mm. What is the difference between fasting and starving?
1: Well, you can only fast if your body has the energy to, to, to process all the work that needs to do inside the body. It's starving is for a person that doesn't have that energy. You know, if you are very much underweight and might not be. So some people can fast just for one day. Some people can fast for a week. Some people can fast for a whole month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's depending on your condition is how much you're going. So abusing is not the right thing to do. Right. It's what, you know, balance again.
0: Can you talk about in the, in the fasting process, the, the experience, the phenomenon of autophagy?
1: Well, when you don't eat, okay, you, when you starve the cells of your body, the cells that are in your body that are not perfect, the damaged cells, the dead cells that are in your body are chewed up by the good cells to survive. That's mm-hmm. the purpose of fasting, eliminate cells that don't do you any good. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the reason of fasting, or you know, eating the debris.
0: Why do you, how how would you address or speak to people who don't believe in the work that we do here? And there are people mm-hmm. who don't believe in this. I know. I know there's controversy around colonics, even though doctors at one point did do colonics, and now they don't do colonics. But well, it
1: used to be in the hospitals at right. one time, right? And then they eliminated. And, yeah.
0: So why why do you think people have such misconceptions about what? We do here, and is there an answer for people who don't believe in it?
1: You know, you have the right to believe whatever you want to believe. <laughs> we believe this is very good. They believe that this is dangerous.
0: Right. Yeah. But we see the results.
1: <laughs> we see the result. The ones that tell you that it's not good is the one that never had one colony. Right.
0: right. Right. When we when we talk, and in your book as well there is a strong sense of spirituality and an understanding of the divine within your your work and what you do. And I wonder if you have a spiritual practice.
1: My whole life is a spiritual practice.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know, your your duty is your salvation. I don't particularly enroll in any I've been in all of them. I have reverence for all of them because they all teach you the same thing. You know, be good, don't steal. (laughs) And do good to others. (laughs) It's the same no matter what religion you choose, but my religion is inside of me. It's the love you give to other people. Mm -hmm. I do breathing, I do yoga, I walk for an hour. And that's my, I do half an hour in the morning, half an hour at night. My walk is my meditation. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I meditate. I think, send thoughts of healing to all over the planet. Uh, that's, that's my religion. Okay? Yeah. And that's my spiritual path.
0: And what, what, I, what I really appreciate about being able to, to work so closely with you is that you're not precious about any of this. You're not, you're very much, you are who you are in your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There, you don't hold it like this little delicate flower. You you live with gusto and you live with intention and fierceness, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you have an answer for that, but I, I think, you know, I think Thank it. Thank
1: you. Thank you for appreciating that. I, I live my life the best I can, you know? Mm. I enjoy Everything I enjoy music. I enjoy traveling. I enjoy dancing. I enjoy enjoy eating food. <laughs> I enjoy fasting. Right. But you know, everyone has to choose their own way. Right. You know, you can. I never tell people, "Oh, you gotta do this." I tell them, "This is what I do. Do whatever you want. I do it this because this, this, this." Right and i think they feel that and they change more because they see me doing
0: right so so much of, of of where we are right now just in terms of the world we live in there's so much pressure on people to look and and be a physical kind of way um, and the social media doesn't help when you can like <laughs> change your body and change your face and you know now there's artificial intelligence that's mm-hmm. changing everything and i wonder what you would say to people today who are struggling with body image and how to hold all of that and be healthy. I don't know if you can't even do that, but...
1: I don't know. What what can you say to them? Yeah, You know, like I said, it begins to having respect of who you are and to choose something that makes you feel good and it's good for everybody else, too. I I don't know that but you can tell those people anything. So oh, no. Unfortunately, you know, they've been totally brainwashed and on the mechanical stuff instead of the one that is inside you that knows more than you know.
0: Mm. I have one last question for you, and it's uh, not on the paper, so because um, you've, you've answered all the questions on the paper. I wonder, what is what is your hope for the world? It's a big question, I know. <laughs> but you know, I like asking you big questions.
1: <laughs> well, the, the big wish is that there would be peace on Earth. Mm. But like I said, it will be peace when you respect yourself. And respect others, and respect the planet, and you know, don't throw things away. Just give it to somebody. You know, it's the whole consciousness that has to change. We don't need as much as we we spoil with so much that we have, especially in this country. You know, it's an overwhelming amount of stuff that goes to waste. Right. You know a person that has 10 different houses. You can be in 10 different houses. (laughs) 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 Or or several cars. Why do you need several cars? Learn to enjoy the little bit that you have instead of having more. Having more stuff doesn't make you happy. Right. So uh, that's not where it doesn't make you happy, doesn't make you wealthy, doesn't make you healthy. And doesn't make you want it for other people either, you know, if you are on your own, isolated. Is that better for anybody? Mm. I don't think so. I love that.
0: Susanna, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it and And telling your beautiful story.
1: So I will say I've been very lucky to have wonderful mentors, either in the physical healing, like Dr. Young and Dr. Hall, Okay, Mm -hmm. and another Dr. Ajalak that also teaches me all the time. And I had wonderful masters on a spiritual realm Mm -hmm. that um, have provided me with a change of mind so simple. And this is Omram, it's called Omram, uh, his name. He has... He's from. He was. He's passed away from Bulgaria, mm-hmm. but live in France many years. And he will take people up in the mountains to meditate, looking at the sun. And he will give lectures. And there are many books from him that they are life-changing, explaining how the universe works. I think he has changed who I am more than anything else. More than mm-hmm. the food. More than the, yeah. And another one is Dean LeMay, he is the creator of the Mental Physics Institute that is here in Yakabali.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, he created that too and excellent, excellent information for anybody. Dean LeMay from Mental Physics Institute and Om Ran, he passed away like a hundred years ago, but he's He never wrote a book. Mm. All his students took notes. notes. So, all our lectures at the level of teaching children. Mm -hmm. So, very clear information and very profound information. And yeah, he was in France for many years, taking people up the mountains to see the sunrise. Mm. So information of good habits is available
2: right.
1: and everybody can make a progress, not just me.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Susanna. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>